0: everyone you're listening to Ed Young Radio Ed Pastor's Fellowship Church and we want to thank you for listening with us These next few minutes together can change your life and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com Enjoy the message Well this morning I got up and turned the light on made some coffee Then basically got in my car drove to church Here I am I I was thinking about what I did. I trusted that the lights would come on because there's been evidence in my life that they've come on thousands and thousands of times. Then I've brewed probably thousands of cups of coffee. And on top of that, My car started a bunch of times. So I made those decisions based on evidence, not necessarily proof. Sometimes people will say, well, prove it to me. Sometimes they'll say, you know, I don't believe anything unless you can give me 100% proof. Well, the bottom line is, no one lives that way. You don't live by proof, nor do I. All those things I did today, they have nothing to do with proof. I can give you evidence. I mean, yeah, you can prove some things, but most of the things are just really steps of faith. Today, I'm going to talk to you about Joe Rogan. How many people in here have never heard of Joe Rogan? Lift your hand, Joe Rogan. Some, okay. Well, you need to know about him. I'm not sure where you've been hiding, but (laughs) Joe Rogan is the number one podcaster. Every podcast, about 11 million eyeballs. Check this guy out. He's a comedian, an actor, an MMA announcer, an entrepreneur, just a major, major, major guy. He just inked a deal a while back with Spotify for $200 I could cut some corners and live on that. (laughs) He endorses all sorts of products. He's the man's man. I would say he's the bro of bros. Check out the Joe Rogan experience. He interviews all sorts of people. I mean, a wide range of people from Mike Tyson to... Elon Musk, sometimes while he's interviewing, he'll smoke a cigar, other times he'll smoke weed, and he talks about UFOs, he talks about psychedelics, he talks about conspiracy theories, he talks about history, he, he talks about fighting, he talks about working out, he talks about nutrition, and he even talks about faith. What if Jesus, I mean, we've been playing this hypothetical game. What if Jesus could go to Joe Rogan's studio and sit across that big table from Joe? And what if Jesus could talk to him? I mean, what if the roles were reversed? And instead of Joe interviewing Jesus, Jesus questioned Joe Rogan. What what would the son of God say to, to Joe Rogan? Oh, Ed, come on, man, what a leap of faith. I mean, how do you know what he would say to Joe Rogan? You don't know. Yes, I do, because Jesus dealt with a lot of Joe Rogan-esque people. You'll meet some today in the Bible. And I'm just kind of simply lifting off of the pages of Scripture some of these precepts and concepts and questions that that Jesus asked and answered. And I believe he would say several things to Joe Rogan. The first being this, Joe, he would say, I love your questions. Joe Rogan is a brilliant question asker. Now I've seen the late night talking heads, I've listened to podcasts and I've, been in conferences where people interview others. Joe Rogan, though, takes it to another level because he, he is literally interested in the other person. You can feel it and see it. He asks questions and he's this incurable learner. He, he really leans in and he listens to their answers and is like, oh, that's interesting. Here's what he says about learning. I'm obsessed with learning. I'm addicted to information. I'm a curious person. I like knowing things about the world, about people, about why people think the way they think. What? A great quality. Have you ever thought about all of the questions Jesus asked in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? I mean, the Bible has 2,200 questions. A lot of us are afraid to ask questions. Go for the ask. Ask. Always seeking knowledge. Asking someone a question is organic. I mean, Googling is fine. Doesn't replace asking questions. Because when I ask someone a question, and when Joe Rogan does, you're valuing the person you're asking the question to. You're saying, wow, you matter. You know something that I don't. I'm going to humble myself before you and ask you this question. So I'm giving someone great esteem, great value when I stop talking about myself which is the temptation I face. And it's my favorite subject, me. It's your favorite subject, you. Just face it. But usually I'm talking about me, 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 and I have these giant exclamation points after everything I say about myself. What I'm challenging you to do, I believe what Jesus would challenge us to do is to bend that exclamation point into a question mark. Ask the right people the right questions to get the right answers. Listen, I love the way he asks questions. I love the way he he values everybody that comes on his program. Those are fantastic qualities. Many people in your life and mine are just several questions away from a breakthrough. Did you know that? Lisa and I were at an airport Thursday and our plane was five hours late. That sometimes happens, doesn't it? Five hours is a long time. You know, some people were getting frustrated. There was even a little bit of yelling going on. I mean, it was not from me, but we were just, you know, hearing people and, you know, tension and all that. So we're sitting there in these comfortable seats in the airport so I'm studying for this message. So I'm, we're sitting there and these two guys, two bros, because Joe Rogan's a bros bro. Remember that? Two bros walk in. They sit down. They're in their twenties and they're sitting there they look really confident and okay. Dressed very casual. So I hear them talking about business and they're on their smart phones and their devices and everything. So I just, was walking by one of them to go to the restroom and I look down and I, I love fashion, I always have and I go, man, I have never seen Nike sneakers like that. Guy goes, uh, yeah, um, yeah, they're called, whatever. I go, where did you get those? And then, he tells me this long story. I come back from the restroom for two straight hours. Lisa and I talk To these guys who were business partners check this out they're 27 one's a jew the other one is a muslim and we talk more and more and more and this guy's talking about leadership he's talking about this or that and he goes yeah we started a company a couple of years ago i said really that's great he goes yeah we did 400 million last year i go what well wait wait a minute Was that 4 million or 400? He goes, 400. I go, dude, you're 27 years old. So we talked and talked, and I go, hey, because he was telling me just some great stuff about leadership. I go, hey, um, would you ever want to come to Fellowship Church? Because we have this big, uh, these guys have never been in the church in their life. I said, we had this big leadership conference. I would love to interview you about how you start a company. Now you've got 600 some of employees and 1,200 sales people. I mean, I would like to interview you about how to do that and how to lead at such a young age. He was like, yeah, one question. Yeah. Hey, where did you get those shoes? I mean, these guys were in sweatsuits, just like typical bros. Ask the right people the right questions to get the right answers. One day, a Joe Rogan figure came up to Jesus. I mean, he was called the rich young ruler. You've probably heard about him before. Did I tell you he was young? Yeah. He, he came to Jesus, and, and you'll read about him. He, he did so many things right. He came to Jesus with the right posture. The Bible says he knelt before Jesus. He also came at the right time. This guy, like my friends in the airport, was just crushing it. He also asked the right question. Here's what he asked Jesus. Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Now, is that amazing or what? Right posture, right time, right question. Everything was right, right, right. Now, before the guys here facepalm, I'm going to warn you, Jesus gives him an industrial strength answer. So he goes, you're asking me what can I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus goes, sell everything and follow me. Now, a lot of the guys are going, oh, my gosh. I'm not doing that. It's the only time. See, ah, take a deep breath. It's the only time Jesus ever asked someone to sell it all because he dealt with a lot of other squillionaires. He didn't tell them to sell at all, but he knew, he knew that money was his scandalon in the Greek, his stumbling block. There's a famous, there's a famous painting. You know, I'm a frustrated artist. There's a famous painting called The Rich Young Ruler. It's a picture of a young guy painting from the back, and his hands are like this. And the artist as he was explaining this painting, said, this young man is walking away from Jesus dejected, his hands like this, wanting to hold on to his stuff, but simultaneously struggling to open his palms and give it all to Jesus. I think... Jesus will look at Joe Rogan and say, Joe, unclench your fists. Open your palms heavenward and give your life to me. I like your questions, Jesus would say. I like your your curiosity, he would say. I like the way you value people, he would say. But then he would probably say something else, and, and this is gonna shock a lot of you here. Just get ready to face palm again. Jesus would also say, hey, Joe, I like your aggressiveness. What, wait a minute, what, what did you say? What, Ed? You're gonna tell me that Jesus was and is aggressive? Yes. Masculine, yes. Driven, yes. Perfectly so. Maybe the aggregate, you could say, of aggression. Grace, peace, mercy, love. Drivenness, masculinity. But again, just right there combined. Joe Rogan says, I've always had this really aggressive attitude towards making the most of my life and constantly improving myself. How do you know, Ed, that Jesus was and is aggressive? Simple, what did they call him? Who was he? A carpenter, a carpenter, a carpenter took up the trade from the foundation to the finish out. It took a man's man to do that. He understood grinding it out. He understood pay disputes. He understood picky wives and demanding husbands. You ever thought about that? He took up the trade, man. He did the stuff. You had to be a workhorse to do that. Do you remember when he took out the whip whoops, and cleansed the temple of the, of the money changers? You, do you remember that? Do you remember the time where they were going to stone Jesus and actually pushed him over a cliff and he just bowed up and walked through the crowd and they couldn't lay a hand on him? You see, we, we mess up We think there's the Xanax Jesus, don't we? The pour over coffee, skinny jeans wearing white boy Jesus. I got to drop this name. You're not going to believe it, but I'll drop it. I'm 62 years old. I can drop names now. First time I ever told someone that Jesus was not white, you won't believe who I told it to. Muhammad Ali. I was 23 years old. I flew to Los Angeles, California because of a miracle with George Foreman. George Foreman grill for you young people. <laughs> and I had an opportunity to share Jesus Christ with Muhammad Ali. Well, here's what Ali opened up with The problem is, Jesus is a white Jesus. Everywhere I turn, he's a white Jesus. I go, and I know the Holy Spirit gave me these words. I go, Muhammad, he's not a white Jesus. I said, you're a light-skinned black guy. His skin was darker than yours. <laughs> oh, I didn't know it. And we started talking and talking and whatever. Anyway, he was not some milk-toast, mild, introverted victim. Jesus was not a victim. He's a victor. And he voluntarily was beaten for my sins and yours. Just read about what he endured, the beatings, and we're going to see all of this when we go to Israel in November. We still have room. This trip is 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 going to be incredible. But you'll you'll see just just where he drugged the cross. I know we have some CrossFitters here and some guys who were really. You know, yoked and ripped and all that. I, I don't know if you guys could do it. it was, and, and he had been beaten to the edge of his life when he did it, and then voluntarily dying on the cross for the sins of the world, taking the wrath of God, the judgment of God, which I deserve and you deserve, and then blowing the hinges off of the door as he resurrected say what? It was tough. Then the apostle Paul talks about one of his best metaphors is that of a fighter. I mean, Joe Rogan could definitely, definitely deal with that. The dude could kill you (laughs) with one kick. So anyway, enough about aggression. I think you understand. And it, it sometimes shocks people. Here's something else that will shock you. Are you ready for this? Here's what Jesus would tell them. Hey, Joe, I love your humor. And see, you, you thought when Jesus lived, everything was serious. Because he had a serious mission, which he did. Jesus laughed. But see, we just think about Jesus weeping and sacrificing. no, no. Jesus, I'll tell you again, laughed. He was the master communicator. He used Hebrew humor, exaggeration. Like he said, it's easier for a camel to get through the eye of a needle than a rich man to get into heaven. (laughs) It's pretty funny, isn't it? Jesus smiled. I mean, okay, when he turned... When he turned H2O into Merlot at the wedding, (laughs) don't you know, he was like smiling, going like, look at this. Look at this, this is funny. Joe Rogan said, reality really is a theater. There's no other way to describe it. It's all nonsensical, ridiculous, and chaotic. Hmm. Life is fun. It should be. We should have a good time. I mean, how about when Jesus said, talking about hypocrisy, and you know what? All of us are hypocrites. Did you know that? I am, and so are you. What do you mean calling me a hypocrite? Because we've said things that we're going to do for the Lord, and we've done the opposite, and that's a hypocrite. Now, hopefully we're not living hypocritically, but... Technically, we all are hypocrites. Jesus said to the hypocrites, hey, you're going to point out a speck in your spouse's eye when you have a sequoia tree in yours? That's funny. I think. Humor. Joe, I like your humor. We should laugh. We should really laugh. One One of the earmarks of a Christian And I wrote about this in one of my books, Outrageous Contagious Joy, is joy. We should be joyful. The last thing he would talk about, if you're wondering, I believe, is is faith. I think he would talk about that. Now, Joe Rogan here is gonna make a self-refuting worldview statement that a lot of people make, like the statement I made earlier. I live by 100% proof. No one does. Here's what Rogan said. Faith itself is a horrible mechanism that stunts the growth of ideas. It also stunts the act of questioning and it does this by pushing the idea that you have to have faith and that nothing has to be proven. Well, Certain things can be proven. Joe, though, I think Jesus would remind him, is a man of faith. I mean, to walk into a ring and get involved in kickboxing, you're talking about faith. That's that's, that's some serious faith. So proof is a way of showing the truth of something beyond a shadow of a doubt. Evidence is whatever points to the truthfulness or falsehood of something and faith is believing something without conclusive proof but with compelling evidence. I turned on the light, I made the coffee, I drove my car to church based on evidence. Have you ever thought about how many things we do and use each and every day that we can't prove? proof. But you know, there are evidence, there are evidences for things. And some of the things are pretty popular in our world today. I mean, let's, let's, let's talk about stuff outside of the realm of following Christ. Let's talk about materialism, materialism. There's, there's evidence that materialism works in some way, shape or form. If it didn't, most of us wouldn't struggle with it. There's something fun about acquiring something, you know? That new outfit or that new house or plane or car, whatever you want to say, boat, whatever it is. In my case, fly rod. Something new. Wow, it's new. Okay. Great that so you have things. That, that, that's, that's, that's fine. And there's evidence that that's fun to do. All right. How about hedonism? Hedonism would be the sensual nature. Hedonism would be you saying, you know what? I'll do what I want to do. I'm going to have relations sexually with anybody I want to. And there's evidence that for a while, that'll be fun. It'll be good. Wednesday, I had an interesting week. I talked to a porn star. And I was talking to this young man and we began to go back and forth a little bit and and he said, you know, because I got the most coveted award in the porn industry, performer of the year, he said, because I've done thousands of films. He said, Ed, and his voice was breaking, the worst year of my life was when I received that award. He said, by the grace of God, because I was going to kill myself, I became a follower of Christ. And he said, I cannot tell you what Jesus has done in my life. No one will ever here experience what he's experienced in the hedonistic world. This is not gonna happen. So here's a guy who knows hedonism does not work. I mean, there's evidence of quick hits, it doesn't work. How about narcissism? Oh man, that's popular. That's what social media pretty much is in a way. I think it creates narcissistic behavior. And, 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 but it's, it's, it's fun to say, I'm more famous than you. Come on, you know what it is. I'm more recognized than you. I have more followers than you. I'm, it's about me, I mean. How about me, how do I, how do I feel? How do I look? How, it's about me. And that is alluring. And there's evidence that it's, you know, cool, but what I'm trying to say is the evidence of walking with Jesus Christ and living for him blows all of that evidence out of the water. It smokes materialism. It obliterates, totally obliterates hedonism. And... It takes out narcissism. So I believe Jesus would look at Joe and say, Joe, Joe, give your life to me. If you fly very much, there are three types of flyers. One is the experienced flyer. Another one you'll see on the plane. That person is kind of shaky, but they've flown a little bit. And then you'll see the newbie, the rookie. I've been on planes before, we hit turbulence. <laughs> the frequent flyer he's like yeah whatever the guy that's flown some huh. he's a little shaky but that's about it but the newbie ah now i lay me down to sleep yeah i mean it's <laughs> it's scary isn't it on that ply on that flight there was there was delayed five hours this is so classic so he board the plane here's what the pilot says Passengers, I want you to know that we have your safety first in mind. I'm thinking, "Uh uh-oh, here we go. (laughs) We want to make sure everyone is safe. I'm thinking, oh, no, it's going to be delayed again. We've seen some weather in the area, and we only have a limited amount of fuel. So as we go around the storm, we might have to land in Louisiana or somewhere. We're like, oh, great. That's, that, that's just great, you know. We're already five hours late. We're talking about safety, that's good. And we're talking about a limited amount of fuel. And I was writing this message while the pilot was talking, and I thought, man, is that a word? to me about the Holy Spirit of God. It just hit me. huh? Safety, Jesus wants us to have faith because he has this destination, Joe, this ultimate destination for us here and of course in eternity. And he wants our safety at the forefront, eternal safety, eternal security. I thought, okay. But then I thought, we only have a limited amount of fuel. And I believe Jesus would say, Joe Rogan, you only have a limited amount of fuel. I mean, you can circle the airport over and over and over again by asking questions, but one day you've got to land the plane. What would Jesus say to Joe Rogan? What would he say to you? Me? Land. Thank you for listening and thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional.